Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm your host, Big Baby Steve, and you're listening to Philly Talks. All right, guys, it's your boy, Big Baby Steve. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I got Chris Six on the podcast today. We talk about UFC 226. We're going to recap it about what happened, our thoughts on what happened, and what might happen in the future. Uh, Chris is a good friend of mine. He's a huge MMA fan, just like me. Uh, Also, he's a professional wrestler. But on this episode of the podcast, we just stuck to MMA. Hopefully, he could come back on if he wants. I really hope he does. And we can hopefully talk about how, how it is to be a professional wrestler, the life of a professional wrestler. But uh, on this episode, we're just talking about MMA, recapping 226. Uh, I'm not going to lie, around the main event, on the episode of this, around the main event, we did have to stop. So you might notice that we we there's a quick... Uh, time gap or something maybe you won't i don't know but we did have to stop because the the office got really hot so because the air conditioner was on but then i cut it off because it was making too much noise and you could hear it on the podcast so around the main event time we had to take a quick 15 minute break and then come back so uh here we go tell me we like it booyah and we are live how's it going brother I'm all right, just, you know, long day, and uh, I'm, I'm very tired right now. <laughs> I, feel I feel that. So, coming on, to, come on here to talk about UFC 226 was actually not a bad card at all, except for maybe the Coleman and that we'll get into we'll it later. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll even, talk about that. Even though uh, Max Holloway fell out and couldn't fight Brian Ortega. It's very think. disappointing. Very Facts. disappointing about that. Facts. I was looking forward to seeing him. Brian T. City Ortega, you know, I think I think he could uh, he could have got that. Yes, his striking and right. his uh and his and his workout, um, his striking really looked efficient, and yeah. his his jujitsu always is Facts. probably one of the best out there today. But you know, but it is what it is. But yeah. you know, I was actually going for Max because I was like, Max is he uh, just that bold that uh, he, yeah. he can push the pace for five rounds. Without without stopping, which is hard to do. Yeah. Like, and he stopped your boy Jose Aldo twice. Like that's bananas. And it made him look like, made him look like a child at that. Facts. That was ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Like, but that definitely that's a that was a fight that I was actually excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Like you put on Daniel Cormier versus Miocic, and then the Cormier events that. How do you 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 can't go wrong? With you, that. you wouldn't have had a better card than that, but right. the card that we ended up getting, which was the, the main card that we're going to be talking about today, which right. was the six it was six fights, all six fights except for one uh, yeah. that we're going to get delve into quite deeply. Facts. Um, Facts. It, besides that, it, it was probably one of the best cards yeah. this year. Facts. I and I think that's exactly what the UFC needs to do for all their big cards is stack them up that way in case one fight does fall out you still have another fight fights down there that can actually do something oh you know yeah what I'm saying? without a doubt without yeah because I think what happens mostly these days is they put on two two really good fights and then they put on the rest of the card as like these guys trying to make it up which is cool yeah, of course but like when you see like Brian Ortega and Holloway Miocic and Daniel 
uh, Pettis and Casa. Like you go like, oh shit! I, I need to watch that fight. I need not, to watch. Not that only fight. that, the first fight on the main card: Gokan, Saki, and Khalil Roundtree. I know those two guys. Woo! That, that was that was that a my war. friend. I, going in, I didn't know how important that fight was until I started doing research about it. Because I knew I saw Gokan before. I just couldn't put my the face. The name to the face. I was like, where do I know this guy from? But I just couldn't do it. He's then I realized, <laughs> I looked up his accomplishments. This nigga's a two-time Dutch uh, and European multi-champ. Yes. A K1 2006 Grand Prix yes. champ. And a finalist in the K1 World Grand Prix 2008 championship. Which is bananas. Oh, yeah. And then I looked oh, at his yeah. record. And he was he was coming in and, into this fight one and one. And he's a former, a former glory light heavyweight champion as well. Well, the thing is, he's just a very, very accomplished kickboxer. I mean, he was literally, before he started doing MMA, they, they crowned him as, I want to say, I want to say they crowned him as one of the best kickboxers alive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty big like, feat, like, feat for him. So for him to come into the UFC with that, with, that, uh, with that stature, a lot of people were expecting a lot from him. And, you Fact. know, I mean... But I just want to know who's picking this guy's fights. Like how? Like I understand he's a he's a kickboxing <laughs> champion. I I understand it. But the man is one and one, and you put him against a guy who's seven and one. I mean seven and two at the time. And after beating Khan, he's eight and two now. What so, What was his uh, what um, weight class did this take place in? Two oh five, I believe. Is that light heavyweight? Yeah. If it's well, that that could be the reason. I mean, I mean, with that stature of Gokan Saki, is this? It's a lot of people are expecting big things out of him, so that's why they they would put him up against such a high level uh, striker within uh, Khalil Roundtree. It's 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 a good fight. It's not a good fight for him, but it's yeah. a good fight for for the people. Facts. Pretty much. Um, I mean, Khalil Roundtree has had more has more MMA experience. Facts. But Gokan Saki has has kickboxed around the world and yeah. has won multiple championships. So, but I would like, think they'd be they would be you doing his career like do putting his career on track with white gloves, like picking his fights carefully yeah. to make him into the next. Because there's. If you really think about it, there's no two or five that right now that has a case that's, to become a that's the that's problem. That's, that's exactly why they did that fight was because they like two or five. Um, it's not <laughs> the that many. Class is not good yeah. right now. Like the champ had to go up to heavyweight to find yeah a challenge. Yeah, like, like I mean, what John Jones? I don't even know when John Jones is coming back, but when he first. does, you know, you know who's going after that. Um, yeah. Rumor has it Yoel Romero has called out Daniel Cormier. Interesting. At two oh five. At two oh five. Interesting. At two oh five. Which which is good for him because I don't really think that he'll have to cut much weight as like his yeah, as weight he usually cut. Does. Yeah. Whew, his weight cut for middleweight is so bad. Yeah. He's a killer in middleweight, but I think he'll be more comfortable in light heavy. Facts. And that guy's just muscle. I mean, that guy it's, it's like he's made out of fucking statues. He's, he's like, steel. He's, he's just like God said, I'm just gonna make you a stone. He's a Greek Boom. god. He's a literal, literal living Greek god, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's Fact. crazy. It's that guy is, is ridiculous. But we gotta talk about this knockout with yes. Gokasaki and yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that my friend. I was, I was, I went down to Miller's and I, I was watching the fight with my cousin, and and uh, we were talking, and out of nowhere. Boom! And 
Gohan just goes down, and your boy Ronald G comes on, and he just starts hammering down. I go, Jesus Christ. There was no mercy left for that, man. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, the thing is, Kalita Roundtree, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not, I mean, I'm just spitballing it right now. He was in a season of The Ultimate Fighter. He made a really good impression in the in that season, but Word. he did not have ground game to save his life. Word. His stand-up was, is, is always looked clean, has always really been good, but the the ground aspect, he I don't really think I don't really think he does a lot of ground. Yeah. But he did say in the post fight interview after the knockout that he had switched camps or switched gyms and he hasn't working on his wrestling. So Facts. he's obviously making some type of improvement and we saw that this past Saturday. Fact. Because Fact. he just looked he looked his his, his striking it looks even more cleaner than it did. Uh, before, uh, like since the Ultimate Fighter, I, that's the last fight I really watched. That's the, really yeah. the last thing I really I, watched. Him. I did a little reach out. He was on the the uh, Joanna jo- uh, Joanna versus Claudia Ultimate Fighter. He won yeah. his opening fight. Yep. Lost his second fight to submission. Yep. And then um, somebody dropped out because of a neck injury. Yep. So Dana White brought him back. He made it to the finals yeah. and lost the decision in the finals. Yeah. And then. I believe he's coming off of a two fight knockouts yeah, and uh and, and the and the first two rounds. So when <coughs> this happened, I was like, interesting. Gokhan and, and, and Roundtree. Cause I, cause I knew I think everybody knew Gokhan wasn't going to the ground. I oh, think, without doubt. And and I don't think nobody thought Roundtree was gonna go to the ground no. either because no. he likes to he's no. coming off a of two fight KOs in the first round. Like, Why would you? Yeah. Why it's gonna you? it was gonna be a straight up banger. If if your if your strong suit is is a striking it I mean just go with that, but the problem was again in Gokansaki you all you have you have a you know world class kick kickboxer who is yeah. it's a killer. His record's not great. Now well now it's right, not. Right. He just but, <laughs> but you know his his kickboxing is 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 done enough. Is is talked enough. You know. Yeah. Um, Khalil Roundtree is striking is ridiculous, but again he said he's been working on his wrestling, so it's like he might have went for the wrestling if his striking just wasn't working yeah. out for him. Who knows? Fact. But I mean, hell, let me see. It ended in round one within a, a minute, minute 36, 36 seconds. seconds. Okay? So, it's working. Fact. And we might have a new... Uh, contender at A new contender at 205. Fact. Uh, that, all, all the respect to both of those guys. Fact. Did you a, did you hear what... Uh, a friend of mine just sent me this today. Um, so, Brendan Shaw, he was talking about in the in his podcast, Below the Belt. <laughs> and uh, he's talking about how kickboxers that come into... MMA uh, have to work on their striking because it's not the same thing. The distance isn't the same. And you don't have to worry about the same things because in kickboxing, you don't have to worry about the takedown. In uh, MMA, you do. Without a doubt. So, um, the gentleman that won and the right before, I believe it was that Friday, before 226. Uh, the main event? Yeah. Israel Adesanya versus yeah. uh, um, Brad Tavares. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he put up a, uh, a post on his uh, Instagram, I believe, or Twitter. Yeah. He put a video of Brandon Shop talking, and he's like, he's like, like basically putting like little memes on the video. Like he don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. So Dana White comments on the video on his Instagram, and uh, says, uh, he says, don't listen to guys like this. This guy, you know, Brandon Shop doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> this guy is six they and five. And, and, yeah. <laughs> he's only six and five in the UFC or whatever. So Brandon Shop came back and. Uh, <laughs> And came at Dana and said, you know, don't don't talk shit, basically. 
if it wasn't for the for Tita's, you'd be a like a kickboxing instructor in Boston or something. Like that. <laughs> so they were going at it. I'll show you the messages later yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Or he comes at them hard, like he like Brendan Shaw comes at you at Dana hard. Like I like I don't know what this what, what's gonna this is gonna end up being, but like this is gonna be Dana White versus Brendan Shaw. Word. Shit. Then nah. the, back in the day when Tito Ortiz was supposed to fight Dana and shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, um, no, nah, Brendan Schaub and, and Dana have always had beef because, you know, Dana has always, has always put Brendan Schaub down. But Brendan Schaub is, is, an, is an accomplished. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a comedian. Fact. Come on, what the hell? I mean, he's, yeah. he's doing big things. He's going to be here in, in the fall, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be doing a comedy show and uh, yeah. I think the Punchline or something like that. I forget what it is, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've always had beef, though. But Israel Adesanya, um, in his last fight before this one that just came up, he had trouble on the ground. Mm. Stylebender is a real... That's what his, that's what his name yeah. is. Stylebender is really good with the striking. His striking is, is phenomenal. It's very fluid. He's got he's got all the tools. But his ground, he has to... He's got to work, gonna on, work that on because it. the last fight that he had, he wasn't getting outstruck or anything like that. He was, you know, he was striking with with uh, a lot of proficient strikes. But the matter of the fact was, as soon as he got taken to the ground, he looked like a, a fish out of water. Mm. Like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He, just, he was just like he just wanted to get back to his yeah. Seat. He just wanted to get. He just wanted to get up. So that's the problem with Israel Adesanya. But Israel Adesanya took a took a victory. Um, he got a victory over yeah. Brad Tavares, a, a veteran of the of the octagon. Facts. I mean, shit. Respect to him too. Mm-hmm. Respect to him, honestly. So the second fight was your boy Michael Chiesa <laughs> versus <laughs> Anthony Pettis. <laughs> Jesus. Should he even be fighting anymore? I mean, he's getting uh, that Conor McGregor check. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts. I we all know he's getting that. Like, I think the best thing that ever happened to him when he got that when he got split open on the yeah. bus by Conor McGregor. Like, yeah, it's like that check has to be heavy. That check has to be in the millions. I want yeah. to say. I want to say it's going to be in the millions. I mean, he facts. shouldn't even fight anymore. He should just invest. Whatever. Facts. Whatever he's he gets chill. from that, he should literally just invest into something. But people love the people love the fight game, though. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and he's a good fighter. I I, I I've enjoyed him. He's decent. And I, and, and I was in. I was like, I like the matchup. Pettis versus him because they both have good ground game, and they can both strike. But it's not only that. It's that Pettis has to redeem himself because Pettis. He was on a hot streak for years when he was he, mm-hmm. he won the WEC title, then he won the UFC title, but as soon as I guess the same guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally Ben Henderson. Yep, Ben Henderson. If, lost if you need Ben twice. Henderson's kryptonite, all you gotta do is just show him just, the serial box with Anthony Pettis yeah, on it. No, just 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 like just say Anthony Pettis' name, and you know, yeah, right? Starts to get weak and all that stuff. Right. Starts to sweat. Word. It's ridiculous. I love I love Ben Henderson too, yeah. but you know. That's always been his kryptonite. Facts. And in this fight, it looked like Pettis, <coughs> the old Pettis. The Pettis that didn't, wasn't scared to go on the ground. Yes. You know, like how he yes. was before. Like before he was in his past interviews, he was like, I will, if you take me to the ground, great. I got good jiu-jitsu yes. skills. The last couple of fights, when he, like, it looked like he just wanted to, like, more stand up. Yeah. And uh, just try to get some flashy stuff off. Stand up still yeah. wasn't working for him. It, it was weird because it's like. You know, you know, Anthony Pettis won that title, but as soon as they put RDA in front of him, he yeah. choked mm-hmm. that whole fight. If you go back and watch that whole fight, it was RDA lighting him up for five rounds straight. Yeah. It it was a clinic. Facts. It's the definition of a of an MMA clinic. Just right. him just putting the beat down on. Him. I it call was, it, I call it more of a rape. 
Uh, that's that's when I first saw. It, I said, I said, if that's a rape, that's then the co-main, the co-main <laughs> event. I believe the co-main event of that fight card was Joanna versus uh, Esparza for the title. And I said, if you call the main event RDA and, and Pettis a rape, you got to call Joanna and Esparza a homicide because the hands that Joanna put on Esparza oh, yeah. that night, Jesus Christ! I've never seen someone get hit so hard and still try to stand up. <laughs> And get hit hard even more. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. Both of those fights were just slugfests, and it, it was it was it's clin- not even slugfests clinics. Yeah, clinics by both of those by both Fact. of the. Um, I think champs. that night Joanna put on a stand up clinic, and then uh, RDA put a wrestling clinic. Put put a, a whole MMA clinic. Yeah, that was a thing. It was just it was it was. He had good hands, but he mostly used the ground. Yeah, and then after that fight, that's when Pettis picked up uh, Izzy. Izzy wrestling, yeah, uh, and that's the, that's when he picked up Izzy wrestling to work on his ground game a little bit more, which I think is helping because I think oh, now yeah. he feels more way more comfortable on the ground but, again. But the thing that I was going to delve into with Pettis is that after that fight, he just never looked the same. He yeah, never looked the same. And who he could he got starched by Max Holloway. Yeah, going trying to trying to go after the featherweight title. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, yeah. he got starched. Yes, this guy is like is is a is a natural featherweight. And you just got starched by him, mm-hmm. like like oh it was it was it was terrible and like Fine. you know he just never was the same after Fine. after that. Now I didn't I first I, I didn't agree with him going down to forty five. I no. think you no. you no. cutting down to fifty five was already enough for it's you to cut down to forty five. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ! And you're going against like someone like Max Holloway who, like he's at forty five. This is what he does. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's that's like somebody at one seventy coming down to one fifty five and yeah. challenging you. At one for, like come on, Pettis, you know the game. GSP said he could do it, but well, that, that's that's another that's Jesus. another that's another if conversation GSP for another day. Don't sit his Canadian ass somewhere, <laughs> dog, and just chill out, bro. And just collect that check. I think he can do it, but you know, again, that's another that's another conversation he's too for another big. day. He's too, he's too muscular like that. Then they go bigger shit. Then they go bigger shit. I love GSP, man. I I really do. But Fact. now, um, you know, but yeah, Pettis did that. He looked. More of himself, he looked comfortable on the ground. Yeah. Then, when he locked up the triangle, and oh, then, that was beautiful. And then he switched it over to the arm bar while in the triangle. Beautiful, oh, beautiful said, transition. Facts. He, he, he had he, he locked in the triangle, he wasn't getting anywhere in the triangle. He, he, he was just he seemed more in the game. Don't get me wrong, Michael Chiesa was putting the beat down on him in the first round, yeah. he was putting the beat down. But I think he was gassing. I yeah. think because because in the weigh-ins he did come in overweight, it's the weight cut. By, it's the weight and he cut. he literally said on after the way he said after the weigh-ins he said he said fuck this um I'm going up to one seventy yeah. it's my last I don't know if it's true you know what I'm saying because he is coming into that Conor McGregor money so he, he might not you know what I'm saying he might not even he fight again <laughs> facts um no he he uh, he he did look tired in the second yeah the second round came and you know. Pettis is still in it. Like yeah. Pettis is still in it. He, I think he noticed it and he said, I'm yeah. going to come at you. And within round two, within 52 seconds of round two, he got him by a triangle. And that triangle was picture perfect. Mm-hmm. That was that was so fluid the way he got into it. He he had, again, he, he didn't get the legs cinched in, but eventually he got it locked in. But it wasn't working, so he saw that arm out and he pulled it into yeah. a triangle arm bar. And it was... Tapped. It was, he tapped it, was it. it was it was over. It was just like good. Kudos to the, both of those guys. I mean, like I said, Michael Chiesa is a, is a well rounded. I think he needs to really work on the strikes more. Mm-hmm. He's better. He's better on the ground. Whereas Anthony Pettis has showed that he can do more striking. Not in yeah. not in recent times. 
because he got starts by a few people and it hasn't yeah. been looking good. But this Anthony Pettis is looking like just like yeah. what you said earlier. He's looking like the old Anthony Pettis. Yeah. So that it was, was like a, it was like a, when 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 he got the triangle and you you see him pull on the arm. It was kind of like more of a how do you say more of like. Um, a relief, like oh Jesus! You see, there the, we com- go. You see the confidence. In, yeah, you see the confidence in his eyes. He's like, oh shit! Like yeah. I'm okay. I got this. Fox. But you know, it was like, like I said. I mean, hopefully, hopefully the best comes out of comes for Anthony Pettis in the one fifty five. I mean, one fifty five is is yeah, it's such a stack. Exactly. So is one forty five. You got a lot of good. But like one forty five, one fifty five. At yeah. 170. As long as Tyron Woodley <laughs> comes back within the year. Right. Be like the best three divisions that, that, that's coming out of the game right now. Even the Bantamweight is starting to get some more life in it. Yeah. Bantamweight's starting to come up. Um, now, do you, now, would you say Anthony Pettis should be the next in line? Or do you think Connor's getting that next shot at, at Khabib? Uh, I, th- I think well, I mean, it's all about the money, honestly. Yeah. Nowadays, we'll talk about the we'll talk about money later, um, towards the end. Um, I think, I think the next unfortunately, the next two people in line are either going to be Tony Ferguson or Connor. I say Connor more because guess what? As soon as Connor comes back to fight Khabib, Dana's going to make that check for the year. Yeah, yeah he, probably, he probably he doesn't even need to work. Especially that. if he does it. If he doesn't Las Vegas, he'll do good. But I think if he does he it in Russia, Russia, oh my god, I think you can make so much money because you got <laughs> a loyal fan base of Russia for yep. Khabib, and you know the Irish will travel for Conor McGregor. You know this. Can you imagine that stadium? That stadium. Imagine being an American in that stadium, and not this whatever either a stadium or just in a Olympics, venue. Yeah. Imagine being an American, being. You're in the middle of Russians, drunken Russians that are going Khabib, 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 and then you got the drunk Irishman on your left going, Connor, fuck Khabib, and you're like, whoa, like this is, can you? That place is going to erupt if it's in Russia, and you got both those fan bases. When that main event pops off, that place is going to erupt it's, like nobody's business. It's a good marketing. It's a good marketing strategy. Facts. I hope. I hope they don't put in law. Like I like the matches in Las Vegas, but like. If you do that in Russia, you are showing the Russian community, like, we're investing yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Like, not only are we trying yeah. to break into you guys, but we're trying to invest into We're, like, well. showing, like, like, we care. Yeah, we're, we're here to bring you your yeah. your champ. You know yep. what I'm saying? And um, that, and um, I don't mind it at Las Vegas, because the thing is, you'll know that you'll, you have more Americans yeah. here, though. You have more Americans in Las Vegas, but you'll know that the Russian the Russian population and the uh, and the Irish population will travel to Las Vegas. But again, to your point, you said like like I said, you said the Russia the about the Russian uh, the Russian venue or the Russian stadium, whatever it may be. Right. Um, you just dude, you just like you'll literally have like it's in what Russia's in Asia, I believe, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like Europe's right there. Right. Ireland is right there. It, it. I don't think it's that. It's that. You know. It's that bad to travel to Russia to go watch that fight. Fuck. And you know. You know. Damn sure Americans are gonna watch that fight too. Pay per view buy rates are gonna skyrocket. Facts. Millers. Every single sports bar right. in town. Buffalo is Wild Wings. Going, it's, oh, it's gonna be packed. It's gonna be packed. God. That is going to be ridiculous. But. Um, I do say that um, Conor McGregor is definitely going to be next in line for the dollars. If he's if he doesn't want to take that fight, yeah. Tony Ferguson is 
Definitely. Definitely. It it just has to happen. Like, yeah. even though Dana says he doesn't want to put the fight back on, dude, you got two killers that yeah. will put on a... But it's so cursed. Yeah. It's the worst... Like, it's the best fight, but it's like the worst fight yeah. to have on a card. Because last time we were at the... <coughs> literally at the end. We were at the end. Like, finally yep. we went off to see us. Yep. And then, bang. And Three or four days before... Tony Ferguson... Just was it an LCL or something like that? Yeah, I think his tour is ACL, I believe, or something like that. It was, no, it was bad. It was, yeah. it was, it wasn't an MCL or ACL. It was like a, something, uh, something with a CL, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think he tore it from the bone. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, he tore, he did tear it from the bone. and uh, From tripping on wires. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, like, you can't, you can't catch a break. Facts. It's ridiculous. You can't catch a break. Um, I, again, I don't care what anybody says. I still want to watch that fight. Now, I if Conor does play. fight Khabib. I think the next for ne- the next fight for Tony should be Pettiston. I would think. Well, the, here's the problem. The problem with that is you also have to you also have to see that Eddie Alvarez Eddie Alvarez is still lurking. Yeah. And Dustin Poirier is still lurking too. Dustin Poirier, ever since he's he's just been looking a lot better lately. The facts. And you know um, he may be the dark horse of that division. Yeah. Yeah. And he stopped Pettis course. too. Yes. Day, I believe Pettis broke his rib during the fight. He had to tap out while uh, Poirier uh, was on top. But Poirier's striking yeah. is, is Stupid, ridiculous. Nasty. Um, so I, I believe he's fighting Gaethje. Um, Por- no, Poirier fought Gaethje. He beat Gaethje. I think Alvarez is fighting Poirier next. And I, I honestly believe, I honestly believe the next that whoever wins that fight. Gets Khabib after whoever gets him now. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's 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 a proven fact. I mean, they, he's been calling. You know, Alvarez off for a minute. Yeah, now. yeah. Like like Poirier said, like I want the belt next. Like yeah. in his last fight when he when he knocked when he uh, stopped Gaethje, but like he's not gonna get that because you know again you know Uncle Dana wants his money. He can't live for that. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody gotta make a living out here. <laughs> Fact. So um, you know it it is what it is. But yeah, I like. The one fifty five, um, the one fifty five pound like division. division is is ridiculous. Facts, it's ridiculous. So after that one, who who fought after that one? Um, Off oh, Paul Felder and Paul Mike Perry. Motherfucking <laughs> Felder, Philly's own Paul Felder. I actually I don't know if you know this. Uh, I trained with Paul a little bit when I, I was when I was living down fourth in Toscahanna. Where did he train at? He uh Daniel Gracie's jujitsu. It was Renzo okay. Gracie, but Daniel Gracie was yeah. running it. Yeah, yeah. It's on American Yeah, I know I know where yeah. Daniel's I know where Daniel's yeah. Yeah. I think it's American and no. Is it American? Yeah, American and Susquehanna. Right next to it's a boxing gym and then it's the Renzo yeah. Gracie stuff. Yep. And I used to when I was doing MMA that's where I went. It was the closest one yeah. out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. up the block for me. For sure. And then I, the first time I saw Felder, he was, I think he was doing his, he was going to fight for the UFC. He was making, he's doing, he's going to do his debut. And I saw him, and he was for 155. And I, was, I saw him from afar, and I was like, he kind of looks kind of small for a 55. Then I got up close, I was like, this nigga biggest shit. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. How, it, what, how was, what's his height? What's, uh, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But watching him fight in the gym, Jesus, like, he doesn't complain. He's in there doing his thing. You could tell. Yeah. You could just tell Paul Felder is, is yeah. just a, you could just tell he's a very chill kind of guy. Um, I felt bad for the guys who had to take a spinning back kick to the ribs. 
because they would spar with them, like light sparring type thing, but they connect. Yeah. So he would do the spin, and he I seen him connect two or three people in one day. And they said, "Hey, you want to get into Paul? I said, "For what?" I just seen what the throw the. the <laughs> I just seen what the other three people just had to go. Through. It'd be really good. And for they still sitting down. Fuck like, you. Like, he's like, "You're a big guy." I said, "I know that's gonna hurt even more." Like, <laughs> that's not. That's be trust shit. me. Just because I'm big, man. Right. Don't mean I'm willing to take that shit. Facts. Um. No. Um. Disclaimer, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but in the first round of this fight, he broke his hand. Yeah, I think he broke his his um his forearm. Yeah. He put a, a Instagram post he of him hitting it. yeah, he put he threw he threw it against Perry's head and it's on next on the uh picture that's next to it, that split, you can see the actual split in the forearm. Yeah, he literally it's yeah. literally he he broke and he went to war with Perry yeah. for three, three rounds. rounds that was the, a definition of a striking war like Fast. that that had to be in my opinion fight of the night yeah fight of the night because you knew at any like Perry was doing his thing yeah he was connecting he was yeah. busting up of Felder but you knew at Felder. some point Felder could come out of nowhere and hit something yeah. and just change like it was a He's great fight yeah yeah um, I, I'm not mad at the decision. I, I yeah. do. I do believe uh, Mike Perry won. But again, Felder. Paul Felder, he broke his hand or whatever it was, yeah. um, and he still. I mean, like the statistics don't lie. I mean, the strikes, the strikes thrown by the by Paul Felder, he landed sixty four of the one twenty eight. Mm. Um, Mike Perry, sixty six land sixty six landed of the one fourteen. Um, significant strikes, 56 out of 120 for Paul Felder, 62 out of 110 for Mike Perry. Like, unfortunately, he, he missed more strikes because of, I mean, dude, if yeah. you're injured, you're going to feel Fact. it, sadly. And, uh, like, the Fact. adrenaline. I saw, yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. when the adrenaline finally wore off and he was like, oh, yeah, there's, there's something wrong with my hand. Yeah. And if he even mentioned it to his, because I didn't hear him mention it to his corner at all. No, I'll, I'll point, no, that's not something you mentioned. Yeah. I, honestly, with them, they're, they're gladiators, so they wouldn't yeah. even mention it. They're like, no, Fact. I'm fine. <laughs> some but, of them do. Some like you break their hand. They're like my my left hand's kind of broken. Yeah. They're like, all right, cool. Then let's let's work on the you know keeping your right hand oh, up. Yeah. And but yeah. I I don't I wonder at what at what round his his the gentleman just finally went off. He's like, oh, there's something I, wrong. I, I I forget. I, I forget. Because he was he was throwing both hands. Yeah, he was. Yes, and he, he was. you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that he, he had broken. During the third round, you could see a little bit of slowdown in the, in yeah. the end of the fight. You you could just he wasn't gassed. He was just Word. dude. Dude, like you can only do so much. Yeah. and I think this is Paul Felder's first welterweight fight. I think this is his first time moving up to welterweight. I believe he, he he's fought in lightweight. Um, I remember his debut when he did the spinning back fist. Oh my! God. Oh Jesus! Jesus Christ! He, I believe he had the who was it? Uh, Danny Castillo, I believe, from Alpha Male. I, I think. Yeah, but he hit him. He, hit him hard. Yeah. And Danny dropped like a fucking bag of bricks, dude. Like you heard, you heard the smack just or, to. Boom. And that's that's it. That was that was done. Like, yeah. the fight His was most done. impressive um, win for me was um, who was it? Uh, Charles Oliveira when he went to the ground with them. I said this nigga going to the ground with Charles Oliveira. He, I've never seen that. Yeah, and he he's beating him up with um, elbows. Just beating him up with elbows. Really? Yeah, he stopped him. I've never seen that. Yeah. No, I think I think I have to go watch that. Yeah. Wow. I think. Let's see. I think he's on the. Let's see what fight card was that? I know. I, I think it was a, a fight night card. Yeah. I believe, yeah, UFC two eighteen. He fought him. Charles Oliveira still rest, still fights, mm-hmm. still fights for the UFC. Yeah, and your boy Paul put a beating on him. 
Why you, I was yeah, like, I was surprised. I said, I said, I said, Paul, you're going to get called a submission. To, to, don't, don't do this. Nope. Don't do this. And he stood on there, elbows, yeah. elbows. I was like, Jesus Christ. At one point, he got caught in a submission. I believe, I forget, it was either guillotine or something he got caught in. Where he was, where he was like, okay, here it is. Here, it's it's yeah. going to be finished. And he just popped out. And they started hammering more albums <laughs> until you got the TKO win. Poor Charles like, Oliver. Like Charles, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Mike Perry's been doing this. Is Mike is trying to make himself be known as a contender, and I think this win helps him boost him up yeah, a lot more. Um, he lost his last fight by uh, at the want to say TKO. I want to say I, I forget exactly. Um, and uh, what's it called? It was it was like real it was like really but like again he's he's young as his career he's yeah. he's twelve and three he hasn't had that many pro fights I mean Facts. he's only had what fifteen yeah fifteen fights and I mean his his stand up is is great the problem is is that he uh, the only thing that I see with Mike Perry is that he's a, he's a he's a knockout artist yeah he's not a fluid striker mm-hmm. he he's always looking for that knockout Facts. that's that's what his thing is and, and if he hits you. You, oh yeah, you, you're you're going down. He's got power. That's the thing, but yeah. he should definitely work on using that power to combos and stuff like that. Yeah. Because more volume is, yeah. and more power. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And you know the problem, and you know, seg- segueing into a different subject. The problem with with this uh, with MMA nowadays is that since the whole hype of Conor McGregor and his striking with his, with his hands. All people love to do is box. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, this isn't boxing. In fact. This is MMA. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why don't you throw in some kicks and start clinching right. and stuff like that? Um, Which is what Conor does. If you yeah. watch him fight, he throws his, he throws his side kicks to yeah. measure his, his distance. His hand and stuff. And then also uses the, the kicks to the body yeah. to wear you down a little bit. That way his boxing can then be enhanced because yeah. now you're more flat-footed, you're breathing more heavy, and you're not throwing that many punches because you're worrying about the kicks. So now he's tagging you with that humongous rocket of a left hand. Uh, his left like, hand and he's like, it doesn't, it doesn't even look like he's hitting with power. He's nope. just like precision. Quickness and precision. But it, 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 that's, 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 that's his whole thing. It's, his whole thing is like speed is power. So yeah. it's like, I mean, just remember that Eddie Alvarez, the four-piece. Yes. They call it every Alvarez. That was, that was ridiculous. Yes. Um, but that's the problem with MMA is that like, they don't know what Conor McGregor's trick is. They just think that he just uses his hands. He's right. deadly with the hands. No, there's a whole a art. Yeah. There's a whole art to what he does and how he sets up the hands and stuff like that. But again, people fall in love with that boxing. Yeah, power love guys the fall in love with yeah. it. Yeah, but like, dude, this is MMA. You got to mix everything. And that's why Fuck. I'm like, dude, like, where where the takedowns at and stuff like that. Like, one of the fights I always look at. Is the first fight between Dan Henderson and Shogun um, Hua? That's a classic. That's literally that. That's a literally. That's a literal storybook of everything that happens in MMA and mm-hmm. how it should go and what you should be doing every single fight because right. it's not just striking. It's not just Muay Thai. It's, it's literally every it's, single. Day. It has striking. It has ground. It has clinch. It's it has all those small details in a clinch where they're. They're trying to dirty box within yeah. the clinch. They're trying to yeah, they're trying to exit. They're throwing the elbow. That's what we need. That's, like, that's the kind of fights that we need nowadays. Yeah. We need more of those. Fact. That's why I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, of uh, Mighty Mouse. Oh, like, yeah. I, Mighty Mouse is ridiculous. Fact. Like, literally pound for pound. Like, I know John Jones is... Everyone's like, going to say he's pound for pound. Or now they're going to say Daniel Cormick's pound for pound. Oh, yeah, of course. But, come on. Yeah. Mighty Mouse, like, yeah. it doesn't matter... 
oh, he hasn't been that many high level. It doesn't matter. Mix it up. He mixes everything up, and he makes everyone look like an amateur. Yep. Like you can't just do that. <coughs> it's it's ridiculous how how bad he makes people look. Another person who's like that is a uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah. T.J. Dillashaw is very well rounded. Especially when he did it to Henan Burrell. Oh my oh, yeah. goodness. Oh yeah. The first fight was a surprise. Yeah. But in the rematch, it's like Henan like it was like Henan Burrell's coaches said, "Hey, you almost won that fight, so go back out and do the same thing you did last time." Henan Burrell was like, "Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do." Like no, no, no. No, like you, you just got, we just got beat. Like the second fight was worse than the first fight. Yeah. Like it was like TJ's like, oh, I know what to do now, and I'm gonna fuck you up. And then Hennen Brown was like, no, I almost won that first fight. He's like, no, you didn't. Like I'm yeah. gonna show you how you did. Oh yeah. And he starched them in the second. Yeah. Like it's, it was. It's ridiculous. It's 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 crazy. Like TJ Dillashaw's always evolving, and in yeah. that fight he showed like he can just he evolves. Problem is, his kryptonite. Is Dominic Cruz. Right. <laughs> right. It's just a script tonight. Like, you just can't get past him. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, surprisingly, you got that Cody Garbrandt. You know, yeah, he, after getting rocked in the in the last yes. ten seconds. Yes, and Cody just in his face like, yep. he's just like, you know, he had to be days like, oh, oh shit, yeah, this, I forgot how hard yeah. this nigga had. Jesus Christ. T J Dillashaw was like on wobbly legs, and you know, you saw that he was going back to the corner, still wobbly. Yeah. But like, he got his, he got back to his senses as soon as he saw that opening. Yeah. He cracked some. Oh my Cody, god. And he just lays goes him down and just starts pounding him on him. And he's, <laughs> waiting for the, he's waiting for the ref to pull him off, and he pulls him off. <laughs> and then like. And that TJ's still in his face. Word. <laughs> he's like getting up, like I'm good, I'm good, and and TJ just like. And he's like clearly like Cody's not good because he's not like trying to push him off. He's just right. like, oh, he's, he's on, he's on wobbly legs, yeah, he and he doesn't like, know what he's doing. Yeah. His eyes are glazed over. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. Though. Yeah, we need we need more fights like that. But um, going back into Paul Felder, Mike Perry, those two guys are forces to be reckoned with. Don't be surprised if they're in championship fights within Facts. a year or two from now. Facts. Honestly, it's those guys are good. And now we go down to the co-main event, <laughs> probably the best fight of the oh. night. Oh my at god! At least, at least on paper. Oh holy fuck! That was such a steaming pile of shit. Word. <laughs> I mean, I I told my cousin. I said, "Hey, you gotta watch these two fight." Don't, oh fuck yeah! Don't blink because this is ending within the first round, if okay. not in the first minute of the second. First and round. He was like, "Oh," and it, they the package that they put up. They're showing all the knockouts from both of them. My cousin's getting excited. He, and the wins. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't watch MMA as much. Yeah. But once he saw the the package of the highlights, he's yeah. like, "Oh shit, I gotta watch this." The wins, dude. Just look at the fucking wins. Yeah. They were in each other's faces like crazy. Fact. Um. Before we even get into this, I'm going to fucking read the statistics. Okay. So, knockdowns, 0-0 zero, zero for both. Francis Ngannou, total strikes, 11 Jesus out of 46. Christ. Mind you, this is a three-round fight, five minutes each. Uh, Derek Lewis, 20 out of 54 total strikes. I'm not even going to read the percentage. Significant strikes. There were no significant strikes, okay? <laughs> Takedown, 0. You know, Derek Lewis tried to do 2. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's your fight. <laughs> yeah, that was fifteen minutes. Um, so the first round, I get it. It's well, the, a feeling it, out process. Yes, and it was exciting because Derek Lewis threw a, a kick. Yeah, he, he was throwing he's kicks. Throwing I was like, oh, okay. Kicks. I'm like, okay. He's yeah. throwing. He's throwing some some. Uh, he's throwing something. Yeah. it's different. It's like Facts. okay. I all said, right, all right, right. you're. 
I'm and, down. Yeah, and they're filling <laughs> each other out, whatever. And I'm like, all right, that's that's just round one. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's round cool. one. Okay, cool, whatever. But then round two round comes two along, oh and you're just like, uh, okay. okay, are we gonna? Is somebody gonna throw something here? Like you guys just walked in a circle for Where a the minute fist? and a half. Literally, like, there were no strikes, not even attempts thrown for strikes. They literally walked around in a circle for a minute and a half. Was it right. round two or round three where Herb Dean interjected and said, "You guys need to start fighting." I think it was the end of round two. I Dude, believe. it was ridiculous. Like, for a ref to come in there to stop the fight, mid-fight, and say, you guys need to start fighting. You guys or, have to engage. Yeah. You got, like, but, like, this is my thing. Francis, you big as shit. Your reach is stupid long, yep. not only with your hand, your, with your arms, but your legs. Exactly. How are you not picking Lewis apart? Like, I understand Lewis can hit hard, and you don't want to get knocked out, and you don't want to get taken down. But how are you not at least kicking and setting up your hands? Yeah. Like, you didn't throw anything. Yes. Like, like yes, Lewis won by decision, but only by default. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he threw more, he threw yeah, more he, significant strikes. He landed more, what, 20 strikes out of the 40-something that he did. Yeah. Like, and, like, you know, on paper, it, they basically judged the fight how it was on paper. They didn't judge the fight due to, like, you know, take down aggression and, you know, octagon control. There was no goddamn oct- octagon control. Yeah. It was a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, that fight was the, literally, it's literally the worst heavyweight fight. Probably the, one of the ever. worst It was the, the biggest letdown in history ever. It's, fu- and on a fucking card that, like, that's still stacked, even right. with the fucking uh, featherweight belt out of, out of action, out of the picture. With the card that fucking stacked, what, why? And, yeah. His whole and um, Francis Ngannou's whole whole thing he he gave after the fight. His whole Instagram post was about him saying he basically said, "Oh, I, I I'm still, sc- fuck, I'm just gonna say it. he's still scared to let people down after what happened in the Stipe Miocic fight." I'm like, dude. You were still young in your fucking career yeah. when you got that fucking title fight, and it's like, dude, you're going against you're going against what was considered the best heavyweight to ever fucking like grace the octagon. Yeah, Fu- literally to the if best heavyweight. If you're gonna lose, you should lose to that guy. Yeah. So why the fuck are you scared to let anybody down? Like Derek Lewis, I'm not saying Derek Lewis is a bitch because you've seen him; he's yeah. fucking killed people in that octagon. Fight. But like, dude, fucking fight. Yeah. Like that's that was ridiculous. I was like, really. Fight. And fucking Derek Lewis should have engaged too. Mm-hmm. If he's because not he was backing up yeah. as well. That's how I feel. Someone texted me and said uh, <laughs> they wrote uh, to me. I have a group chat for just for MMA, and they yeah. go, uh, one of them says, "Well, Francis should have lost because he backed up." And I said, "Well, fuck that. They both should lose. It should be a draw because as much as Francis was backing up, so was uh, Lewis. Yeah. Like, like that did nothing to like." He literally only won because he kept throwing kicks. Yeah, we're we're gonna go into this. We're gonna go into this later. He's not gonna get a title. He's not gonna get a title shot. Yeah, that's not. That, he's not he's he was correct in his post fight interview when he said this wasn't my best fight, and I know now this just pushed me back two fights yeah. away from getting a title shot. Yep, that's because it because it's just like, and it's right like because you know Dana White's going to be pissed off at you. Fuck yeah, you know you know for a fact at some point in the next couple of weeks. Lewis is going to have a meeting with Dana White, and Dana White's gonna be like, "Why should I keep you? Fuck because yeah. you, I just put you, I just, I gave you a spotlight, a stage to show everybody that you're the baddest man against another couple people who are the baddest man. You're in the co-main event. 
and you kind of blew the shot. Like, and it wasn't even like a, like a my bad type of blowout. It was like yeah. more of a like, you about you start up the car and the car just died. Yep. And and Francis Ngannou, you know they're not gonna let go of Francis Ngannou because the thing is he's he's fucking huge. Word. Like he's still huge. He's got that fucking. He's got the fucking fo- following from Cameroon and all yeah. that stuff. He he has all that shit. They're not gonna let him go for Derek Lewis. They're gonna be like, what the fuck was that? Cause yeah. Because he's the one that won. You get know what Facts. I'm saying? So it's like, like you were asking for this fight. Yeah. Like you've been calling out Francis Ngannou for a minute now. We give him to you, and this is the product that and we this give is what you. you do. Like, what the fuck was yeah. that? Like, that was Because really now you know Dana's mad. Because now yeah. you know Dana's like a permanent co-main event now. Or a main event. Fuck no. And now he's like, well, how can we sell you now for your next fight? Take her to, take her to put him in PFL or LFA. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to they make a trade like the NFL and shit. Yeah. And, just, and just ask uh, PFL they want to trade. Who the fuck's that one or guy? Or Bellator they want to trade. Who the fuck's that one guy that fought, in, uh, that fought in the contender series? That heavyweight that came from the NFL? What's his um, name? Um... Um, fuck. I forget what his name is, but he's a PFL now. They're gonna have Derek Lewis fight that fucking guy. <laughs> that fucking PFL and shit. And fucking have the dude from NFL beat the shit out of Derek Lewis. It, like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Cause it's just like, like you said earlier, he wanted that fight and he fucking blew it. Yeah. And he fucking blew it. Derek, um, Francis Ngannou blew it too. Cause it's just like, dude, you're a fucking tank. What the fuck was that? And you have a reach advantage. Yeah. He's huge. Every, He's like, huge. You knocked out Overeem, and Overeem has a way bigger, more reach than yeah. than uh, Lewis. And and Overeem, Overeem, even though he's he's been he's not the same as he's been in years. He's you know he's still got some type of knockout power. I mean, remember he dropped Miocic. Facts. He dropped Miocic. Something that I, if I'm not mistaken, and Ngannou couldn't do. Like, yeah. He just couldn't put him away. Facts. So he cracked him a couple times, but he couldn't knock. Yeah, him down. he couldn't. He couldn't knock him the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, because Stevie wasn't staying in, the, no, in that range. Fuck. Either because Stevie did it right. He said, "Either I'm going to be all the way out, or I'm going to be all the way in." Yeah. But you're not catching me in your in no. the end of your fist. No. So like that was this whole thing, and like, like the thing was, if I'm not mistaken, like Dana said it. I mean. Dana's always blowing smoke up his own ass. He's yeah. always say, he said fucking Francis Ngannou didn't train for the Miocic fight. And he said, who knows if he trained for this fight too. Word. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's like, in like the third round, they fucking end up like trying to, sh- try to have a fucking like mini slugfest. But it's right. like 20 fucking seconds yeah. left in the fight. So what the fuck? It's more hey, like, it was, yeah. I, I remember telling shit. my cousin like, why didn't y'all do... But y'all did in the last 15? Yeah. How come y'all didn't do that in the, in the beginning hate, of the I first round? Fucking shit. I like, fucking hate that. I, that's a lot of MMA fights nowadays, too, where they're just like... They're this, trying to steal the round at the, yeah. end of, at the end of the fight. Why? They do minimum in the beginning, yeah. and then they hit the clap, 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 or they, their coach says 30 seconds, and they try to steal the last 30 seconds well, of the fight. Get the fuck out of here. To get a decision. Like, but on. yeah, fucking, fucking Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis... Rogan, Shit. yeah, Rogan made a uh, an, a, an analysis during the fight. He said this could be a mindset thing for uh, Francis after the Stipe fight, and he says you know he hopes it. it's not, but it could be. You know how when someone loses and they're like and they're they're afraid to be they're like cautious, cautious. Yeah, they're very cautious. And he made that thing, and I was like, at first I was like nah, but then after watching the fight in full, I was like maybe. I mean, well, like, I mean, Rogan's judgment on psychology and MMA period is fucking... He's always on spot on with yeah. shit. So it's like, hopefully it's not that. But it's just like, this fight, you know you know that's exactly what that was. Hopefully he doesn't get into that mindset. Because was a knockout artist. Derek Lewis is a knockout artist. It's just like, dude, you guys should be fucking knocking people out. Facts. But now you guys are going to fight fucking... 
fucking wahoos and shit. Who the fuck knows who they're going to be fucking fighting? Because right. it, it's it's the heavyweight division was had so much promise with these two fucking guys. Right. Now it's just like oh we're back to fucking square one now mm-hmm. you know. But I mean you know they they got Curtis Blades. And, I mean, he killed. Yeah, fucking, yeah, he, he killed, killed fucking Overeem. Jesus <laughs> Christ! We got, we got who some saw, type of hope. Who saw that one coming? Like uh, Jesus! Yeah, you would have thought. I thought Overeem was gonna come back and get a good, <laughs> like, spectacular finish against Curtis. And Curtis said, "Hell to the fuck, no!" Nah, I, I seen Curtis fight a few times, and I'm like, yeah, there's something about this guy. He's, he's got a lot of potential. potential. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of potential. So I mean, you know, he's probably the next, the next big thing. To come out of the heavyweight division after this fucking bullshit that they pulled up, but I feel like Blaze will fight either one, either of the two. I feel like he'll go toward more Lewis if he wants to take a more easier fight for him. But if he wants to prove something, he'll go after Nganu. And if he wins against Nganu, you know who's going after that belt next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was a Stephen Powell shit. Yes, that's just the way it was. Now, we are on to To the main event. Alright, so for the main event, we have Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Daniel Cormier. Now, this, people were saying for a while, if it was technically a super fight, if it wasn't a super fight, I personally think it was a super fight. Yeah, Um, without a doubt. Facts. Um, Because you got the 205 champ. Who cleaned out his division? Everybody except for anybody named John Jones. We're not even talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Stepe, and Stepe kind of cleaned out his division as well. Um, because I don't see, I don't see anybody else. Um, for the most he, part, he, he couldn't fall. He 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 stopped Ngannou. Mm-hmm. He stopped Ngannou, and he knocked out Overeem. Yep. And then he knocked out um, who uh, who was the uh, Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos. Right. I think, it was, I think yeah. it was before Overeem. Yeah. Jerry Dos Santos. Overeem. Who, who did he beat for the belt? The belt? Uh, oh, uh, Fabricio. Yeah. yeah Fabricio yeah. was no spring And he either. did it going backwards. Yep. Knocked him out clean. Yep. So, uh, so he pretty he, much cleaned out. Yeah. He cleaned it out. And he, he beat Brock Lesnar's record yep. of defending it twice. So he had three title defenses, and I think this made a super fight. This was definitely, for a fact, <coughs> the super fight of this year, I believe. I don't yeah. like, like I don't. Like, people might say Khabib and Connor might be it, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, like a yeah, super fight is when two level. different guys from two th- different divisions yep. meet up, yep. and they both clean out their divisions. Yeah, for sure. And this, my friend, this was this was it. Like you know, you knew you were like fuck the make, the co-main event sucked. So now that this was coming up, you were like, I know Daniel Cormier is going to come to fight. Yeah. I know Stipe is going to come to fight. I know they're going to throw blows. You have to. Yeah. You and have to. And that's exactly what they did. And it was actually interesting because I was wondering if Stipe was going to try to take down Daniel or Daniel was going to try to take down. Yep. And I think at one point, uh, Stipe took Daniel down for just for a quick second. Seconds, yeah. For a quick second. Really and he, yeah, he popped right back up. But it was, it was nice to know, yeah. you know, his wrestling is... Up to some type of par. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Down Stipe, to Daniel. Stipe's a well-rounded fighter. Yeah. I'll give that to Stipe for sure. But um, I thought Daniel was going to take him down and go for the pound. But, dude, they just struck. And it was like, 
DC striking. Oh, yeah. DC has never been like a like a shit yeah, striker. He's never been a bad. He's always been. He, I was surprised when he was in, when he got put into the Grand Prix and Strike Force and knocked out Bigfoot. Yep, that was the first time I ever Gosh. seen him. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, DC's no joke. DC's he knocked him out clean, and that's when Bigfoot had just came off from knocking out Fedora. Yep. Like what? Yep. I seen that live. I yeah. seen that live. I cried. Jesus. <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah, it was. It was fucking terrible. It was. Oh man, this gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Daniel to come in, win the Grand Prix, it was bananas. So yep. for him to come in. And it was a good back and forth fight for the yeah, first. Was, yeah. The how, how long? How long was the fight? I think it was like what two. two fight minutes? lasted uh, four minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah. Like, so for that, for a good four minutes, it was, it was on. Yeah, they were they going, were going at, it. at it back and forth. You were, you were, you were the edge of your seat for those four yeah, minutes. Um, in the beginning, it had it had it have gone to decision, um, Miocic Miocic would have definitely won. The first round for sure. He just landed a, a yeah. bit more, few significant strikes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were going at it. They were going at it. Then the eye poke happened or whatever. It wasn't nothing crazy. Yeah, but the eye poke did happen. And then you know, you know, he forced uh, he forced DC to close his close his hands. But after that, he got him in that clinch. Mm-hmm. Cracked him with a good one. Daniel just that came. He said, "Oh, you're oh, he's like, oh, you're exiting the 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 clinch. Gotcha. Hit him with the right hand." Cracked him, put him on his back. Who, who got on thought? top? And the crazy part, Daniel said after the fight, he said we we knew that was one of the possibilities because they had watched him fight before. And he said when he usually when he leaves the clinch, his left hand's always down when he leaves when he when he leaves the clinch. He gets too comfortable. So when he throws that left hand, he cracks him. I was like, oh shit, dude. Then to find out that was actually part of the game plan. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like. Daniel, a lot of people forget, like, Daniel Cormier is a... He's smart. A fighter and a wrestler. He's, but he's also a coach. He's smart as shit. He's a coach. Yep. Like, when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, I guess Stephen Miocic and his last Ultimate Fighter, yeah. I thought it was a disadvantage right off the gate. Like, Stipe, you're good and all, but you have to bring in a coaching team. Yeah. Daniel is the... Like, he's a part of that coaching team for his side. I didn't watch that, uh, I didn't watch that season. Of no? Well, I, Daniel, pretty much sweet. I think he didn't. He, he probably didn't win like maybe three fights. Really? Yeah. <coughs> but, That's ridiculous. But it was like it was like it was like it was kind of like of a like Daniel. You like Daniel's a coach, so it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Like sure. that's how I I believe the Ultimate Fighter should be. I don't think it should be fighter and fighter. I think it should be coach and coach. That's how I think it, it should be. Because I think it'll make it more interesting. Yeah. Because these fighters that are active aren't coaches. They're just fighters. Yeah. So now you're telling them, hey, go be a coach somewhere else. But they're like, I'm not a coach. I have a coaching staff that coaches me. Yeah. <laughs> I can bring them in. You can only you know teach them so much. Facts. Know? Like, can you imagine if they? If I think that I think that's will be that will make the Ultimate Fighter a lot more better. Can you imagine if it, if it was a uh, John Wink or a uh, uh, um, ba- uh, not Boss Room, uh, the gentleman from uh, that's a Pettis coach. Uh, Duke from Rufus. Duke Rufus or somebody like that. Yeah. Coaches like that that were coming in to teach these. Young guys or or young guys that have been fighting for a while and yeah. teaching them, yeah. I, I think that would make the series a little more interesting to fight. Because these days I'm just I put on the Ultimate Fighter and I just skip straight to the fight. Yeah, uh, the the problem is, the problem is it's it's more of a marketing ploy. It's like right they did the whole Ultimate Fighter undefeated. 
the shtick was that everybody's undefeated, right. and guess who's fighting at the end? Yeah, Stipe and DC. That yeah. like they've always done. That's why yeah. they don't. And it's worked in the coach. past. It's like yeah. they had Tito Ortiz and uh, Ken Shenrock, and that was fireworks. That yeah. whole season was good. Oh, yeah. They kept getting each other's face. They had Rashad yeah. and Rampage. Also fireworks. Oh yeah. Uh, there was one more. It was. Uh, that was the heavyweight season. That was yeah. a fucking badass season. In fact, that's the one that Kimbo Slice Shit. came through with yeah. Mark Nelson and. Yep. And uh, they also had one more. There was um, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. There were there were some things going on, but Tito you Ortiz knew. Got hurt, yeah. yeah, but you knew that at the end it was going to be Tito Ortiz. Like you knew they didn't like each other, so you yeah, knew there yeah. would be some type of fireworks. Of course. There. These days, <coughs> you that's... put in. Like, you put in Stipe and Dan. They're two nice guys. Like, yeah, Daniel likes to crack jokes and poke at the bear sometimes. But it's nothing, like, nobody's going to watch that. I, now, I, watched, you, I watched TJ and, uh, and Cody's. That was a good season. Yeah, that exactly. When you have two, sick. when you got two fighters that are, like that them. you know don't like each other, yeah. then put that on. Now that, that that's good TV. That's reality. You know they don't like each other. Oh, yeah. But when you put somebody like Stephen and Daniel, I don't understand it. I'd rather you it's put like on Faraz Lahavi from TriStar and Duke Rufus and put them <laughs> together. Because now you know that each team is getting some really good techniques, some really good ways of fighting. Faraz trained uh, GSP, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be a badass season. That's what I'm That'd saying. Be a like badass season, for fact, sure. Like, if you put these coaches in, it'd be so much. Because they're already coaching anyway when you bring them in. Might oh, yeah. as well give them the spotlight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Team Duke versus Team Faraz Ahabi or Team John and uh, Winkle John versus Team... Uh, give me another coach around here. Um, fucking hard. Fucking hell. <laughs> so I, only many, so many, I only know so many coaches and <laughs> shit. There's a lot. There's one. Uh, there's a couple of them. Yeah. I'm just going blank right now. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think it, I think if it was it was a team, I, I mean, a coach, I think it would be a lot better. Yeah. But I mean, like that's but that's the whole that's the whole ultimate fighter shtick is the whole marketing ploy of like yeah we got these new stars but guess what at the end of this we're also gonna have this crazy fucking fight right which is fine but it's like it's not working out nowadays yeah. the contender series is the way is the way to go now yeah contender series like, so much more badass yeah, it's it's more people want to watch that facts like, people actually enjoy watching that shit facts so that's the thing about that mm-hmm. but um back to the heavyweight um heavyweight heavyweight uh match. DC cracks him, wins the fucking belt. He's yeah. a double champ. Literally a double champ who is probably going to defend, actually going to defend both belts. Facts. I'm, I'm very confident that he will do that. But the yeah. thing is, DC is, does not have that many fights left in him. Yeah, he's about to hit 40 in, the, in the, I think, within six months, I believe. Yeah, and he... he Which is, is, I think, as long as... And it's going to take Brock to get back into the USADA pool oh, yeah. and do his testing and be oh, yeah. eligible. So, um, the so thing, he might do one more light heavyweight yep. and then do Brock. Do you now, what did you what did you think of? Because there, there's been a lot of criticism about what happened after the fight when DC <laughs> called out Brock, and then Brock came in and he pushed DC, and they were talking back and forth. People say it was a little WWE hoaxy. You know what I'm saying? Hoaxy shit. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at it. That's what I'm saying. I'm hey, not mad at it at all. It gets you more interested. Facts. The one thing is, like, I love listening to not only the Joe Rogan podcast, but I like to listen yeah. to um, uh, Chell Sonnen, Beyond to, the Fight. I have to share this post with you real quick. Give me, like, give me two seconds. Say no more. It's about, it's exact, it's, this guy worded the fucking, <laughs> <laughs> he words, 
the um, he basically puts the the whole story in his um, like the whole thing about Brock Lesnar. Okay, so here's here it is. So from the Fight Village on Instagram, forgetting the fact that Brock looked like the last boss on a Tekken game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is true. He's fucking oh Jesus Christ! It's huge. With his gargantuan suit and powerful cowboy boots. Yes, Brock Lesnar wore fucking cowboy boots with a suit. <laughs> and also forgetting that he disrespected DC, Stipe, and Francis is his first breath on the mic. I am just astounded at the size difference between him and DC. Apparently this was something that Mr. Twinkle Toes Dominic Cruz picked up on. Saying... If he makes it to the fight, I'd be shocked. That guy is absolutely doping, period. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Coming at Brock Carter's shit. This is the best part about it. I, I fucking cried at, at my desk. Um, we all know the bald-headed one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Has, Mr. Dana White. Has nefarious ways to help his friends, especially when they turn... Well, they in turn make him a lot of money. So we'll see how this unfolds. And Jesus. it's like, you fucking hit the nail on the head with that shit. Right? <laughs> right. The fight village, you got everything right. <laughs> um, it's fucking crazy because he storms in that shit. And you can just see, like, Brock is fucking a tank. And Brock he, Lesnar is a fucking tank. And when he puts... Cormier, that wasn't fake. Pushed Cormier fell back hard. hard as fuck. Like, Cormier was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, he had to get, right. like, his team caught him. Was like, you good, bro? He's yeah. like, shit, yeah, I'm good. Just make sure this nigga don't hit me. <laughs> fuck. Like, yo, he got fucking shoved hard. Fact. It was, he fucking cut his fucking promo, and that's it. Like, fact. Brock did what he had to fucking do, and that's it. Let fucking DC enjoy his moment. Like, that's gonna be. There's gonna be so much money on the table for that fight. Facts. And I don't. I, I don't. I like the the the, the what happened. I'm not People mad are like, at oh, it's like it's like all pro wrestling. Po- Doesn't matter. Chel Sonnen says it best. He says the moment you win the fight, and then Mike, the spotlight's on you, and then Mike's in front of you. They ask you who you want to fight next. If you tell the fans, I'll fight whoever. I don't care. You basically just told the fans you don't care who you fight. So why should they care who you <laughs> fight? Daniel Cormier did exactly what you were supposed to do. He called out Brock Lesnar because Brock made an appearance at yep. the main event. Yep. And he called him out. <laughs> now people are like, oh, shit. He called out probably the baddest man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? The baddest man, Brock Lesnar, out. Tell him he wants to fight him. And then he said, you push me now, but I'll put you to sleep later. Yep. Which is probably one of the best lines in the world. He said, push me now, go to sleep later. That's it. Like, how that's, can you be mad? It. He's promoting the fight. He's letting you know, hey... I'm not just here saying I'll fight anybody. This is who I want next. Yep. Because I want to prove that I'm not only am I the best light heavyweight, I'm the best heavyweight as as well. Oh, yeah. Because he's still undefeated as a heavyweight, yep. Daniel Cormier. And the thing is, you have to understand, like, what you just said about, like, Chael Sonnen. Like, Chael Sonnen was such a big draw because he, he fucking... He sold the fight. Like, People were like, oh, he's just a good track. No. He's a, he sold you the fight. It didn't matter if it was four weeks exactly. away, two weeks away. Exactly. He sold you the fight. You either if you liked him, or if you didn't like him, you either wanted to see him succeed or you wanted to see him get his ass kicked, exactly. which is probably the best thing you want because exactly. you're getting it. People are wanting to see you. Another guy that was good on the mic too is Josh Barnett. 
Josh mm-hmm. Barnett knew how to sell the fight. Yeah. He knew how to sell the fight. Even though he was a strike force and all that shit, right. he was still one of, he was still the the youngest um UFC heavyweight to ever, you know. The baby face assassin. Yeah. So, you know, he fucking he fucking uh what's it called? He was really good on the mic too. If you hear some of his stuff that he did after his matches that when he won, he did really good work on the mic. Like right. like Talking is such a big fucking thing. You have to be able to sell something. Yeah. You have to fucking do it. Like, you. Do, that's just... That's business. Facts. You just have to be able to do that shit. But, yeah, man. Like, I'm not mad at that. Um, other I, people definitely I, shouldn't be mad at that. DC only has about, what, two fights left in his fucking career? Yeah. He's not going to want to fight forever. He's got a whole family and a wife. Facts. Honestly, I really think his next two fights should be Brock Lesnar and Yo Ovo Romero. That's it. He doesn't have to prove anything else. Unless John Jones comes back, exactly. <laughs> Unless but I said we we're gonna talk about it, but fuck right. it, it's here now, so might as well just. But I feel get like, it out of the way. <laughs> I feel like even if John Jones, I feel like if John Jones doesn't come back, uh, on time, he's gonna retire. I don't think I don't think Daniel Cormier is gonna come back for another fight with John Jones, unless it's a heavyweight. Because I, I I feel like since the first time John Jones got suspended, I thought he should have came back as heavyweight. When he first got suspended, when he when he had lost the ball, uh, really up to him, honestly. Yeah. yeah, fact, but he had already he had beaten Tito Ortiz streak already at two hundred five yeah, at that yeah, time, yeah. and the belt he had he lost the he got stripped of the belt. Then when you come back, you should he should have came back at heavyweight because that would been like that would have been a great story. I think oh, yeah. and that, like, like well, people who the people that like story, I, I like the story. I like to know yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the story behind everything. Yeah. So like I thought that would have been great. He would have came out as heavyweight. And said, hey, I'm coming back as a heavyweight, and I'm here to redeem myself. What? John Jones at heavyweight? Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he could do it, too. Facts. He could do it at heavyweight. He can do he it. Like, that's that's the thing about, like, John Jones is, like, the only t- the only time that if, if DC dips him and he retires, if DC, if, the only reason why DC would come back and fight John Jones is because the money's right. Right. That's it. He has nothing. To, what does he have Fact. to prove? Mm-hmm. He has nothing to prove. Fact. Like that's that's it. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think he comes back. I think if I don't think if John Jones doesn't come back within the time that DC's, DC's fighting, champion? yeah, yeah I don't. Champion? I, I think DC will leave. I don't. I don't think DC will be like, I gotta fight him. Why? I gotta. I gotta make sure I gotta redeem my name. He doesn't really like. He doesn't have to. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. It's just like, he's just like, he's like, hey, I lost to him. I lost to him. You keep fucking up. That's your fault. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. It's your fault. You keep fucking up. I'm the one who's clean and all that stuff. And yeah, we'll bitch, we'll, we'll fucking, you know, we'll, we'll debate about whether, whether or not they should have really like jacked him with the last USADA thing. I mean, it's, it's fucking questionable. Like the little, whatever the fucking, whatever the, Substance work, yeah. It was very minimal amount. You dude, it's USADA. Like that's that's their business. And shit right. Like that. It sucks, but like you know, it is what it is. But hey, man, DC's double champ. Facts. Like he's the fucking he's the man in town now. Like, can you imagine how would that be if Brock can? That's the thing. Everybody's like, well, Brock steroid or uh, Brock Lesnar. He's all on steroids. We we know this. Like the like the only like I I remember. When he came back for UFC, I think it was what two hundred. When he fought Mark Hunt, he was juiced. He was juiced. Holy but the thing is, shit. and then, but the thing is, well, I got mad at, at Mark because Mark Hunt before the fight said he said, "I know you juiced up, but I'm still gonna knock your juice head ass out in the ring." Then he lost, 
And then he was like, oh, the UFC put me in a position where I was yep. going But you said in a tweet that you <laughs> knew he was juiced, and you were going to knock him out anyway. People just, they just say shit just to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I, I, don't know. I, I was I was very, I was like, why? Like, come on, Mark. Like, Too many hits to the head. I don't know. Facts. Like, you been knew this. You knew that you were going to get in there with a juiced up. Fucking Brock. Like, that nigga's popping for everything. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. Like, you knew this, and you still accepted the fight because you were getting paid well money, and you were getting put on UFC 200, <laughs> which was a big card. Fuck, like, yeah. Come on. Fuck, yeah, it was. You shouldn't... You can't You can't complain after you lose. Because if you would have won, you would have been like, hey, UFC put me in there with a steroid freak. You would have been like, I knocked that steroid freak out. Even yeah, steroids exactly. can't stop you. Exactly. Can't stop a knockout from me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, it's... Yeah. You know, but, again... But this this will be a fun fight if they, if they can get this done correctly, and they can get Brock and Daniel in there, it will be interesting. That because we've seen Daniel fight bigger guys, guys like Josh Barnett, of course, guys like Bigfoot. He's a heavyweight for years. Yeah, like so we've seen, like, you know. we've seen him, we we've seen him fight these Overcome big guys, shit, yeah. and he's won. Yeah. But then you got Brock that isn't your normal big guy. Yeah, he's not. He's quicker. He's stronger. And he has the mentality of, if I get on top of you, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. And it's like, can DC stop his takedowns? Strike. Right. His only best is stop the Brock's takedowns and strike him out. Strike. Because a lot of people forget Cain Velasquez, that's how he beat Brock. He stopped his takedowns strike. and that's gave it. him a striking clinic. Yeah, he, he, he basically said, like, dude, you can't take a punch. So. Or, like, I'm just going to knock you fuck out. Like, that's but, it. I'm just going to fuck you up. So that's that's what DC would really have to do. And, you know. And DC was his training partner for that fight. Yep. DC was training with Vic King Velasquez yep. at that time she to was. help him get uh, ready for Brock's wrestling. Which, you know... Kane has great wrestling himself. Of course. But Daniel oh, was just course. coming off of, you know, being in the Olympics and everything. Yeah. So it was like that type of wrestling helped Kane a lot more. Because oh, yeah. if you watch that, if you re- we watch that fight, Brock comes in with a far double leg and Kane just whoops him off. And you yeah. see Brock, he comes up, he turns he around. Cage, and, he, he? and yeah, and he, he can't stop his momentum. Shit. And he knocks into the cage and Kane is on him like white on rice. Yep. Like, bring that ass here, boy. Yep. And Brock's like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. And that's that was that was a thing, man. It's it's that's 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 the whole thing. Brock probably has him on, probably has DC on the wrestling. But DC has him on the striking. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like DC had some on the striking. Like Brock has proven he's not a good striker. Right. He can't take a punch. Like he literally can't take a punch. Have you right. ever, do you remember the Mark Hunt fight? As soon as he tried to like strike, like Mark Hunt tried to strike. Mark Hunt hit him and he said, Oh shit, I gotta go to wrestling. Fuck that. You remember the you remember the uh, the Shane Carwin fight? Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah. Hit him with that fucking right hand, and Brock gets hit with the straight right, and he hits the cage, and he falls down, and yep. Carwin starts to pound on him. He Just survived. like a couple more yep. seconds, literally a couple more seconds, and that fight probably would have been yeah. ended. But yeah, dude. Yeah, like, but he survived though. He survived. It's fucking crazy. It's just. It's we, it's a very interesting fight, but honestly, it see. Going, going down a light heavyweight, and if he fights Yoel Romero, that's going to be a fucking fight right there. Facts. Because Yoel but what, Romero... But what, what did the UFC put Yoel Romero in that fight at, at light heavyweight? For the money, I think so. I, yeah. th- I think I think Yoel Romero could draw. He has yeah. a big, he has a big uh, Cuban um, following. Yeah. He has a big Cuban following. Not only that, he just has a big, a, a good following. 
I think so. I, I'm a big Yoel Romero fan. Right. Say what you want about him missing weight and all that shit. Man, dude's a fucking killer. Honestly, he should have won that middleweight fight. Got, <laughs> that, we'll, get into, <laughs> we'll get into that another time. But that that's my personal opinion. Right. He should have fucking won. Right. That's it. But, you know. Yeah, that was a good is. fight as well. Yeah, things happen, and it is what it is, man. Facts. DC's double champ. He's the man. And we'll just see what happens from here on out. That's yeah. it, man. Facts. That is it. Well, brother, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you. Uh, now, look. Thank you so much. You have your own podcast, right? You do your own thing? Yeah. I. Uh, Where can I, people follow you at? I stream on twitch.tv. Um, if you type in robot sombrero, that's R-O-B-O-T sombrero, S-O-M-B-R-E. R-O, I think. <laughs> Whatever. Sombrero. That's how you spell sombrero. Um, you'll definitely find our, our podcast, um, me and my best friend's podcast. It's called Mouthful with uh, Robot Sombrero and Chris Six. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can type in uh, Real Christian Six. That's R-E-A-L-C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, number six. Um, and you can follow me, you know, through my journeys of life and shit like that that's smart man <laughs> now um, so for the people that want to look at watch the podcast it's just visual just for now they're like is it audio or is it just visual visual for now audio will be uh, it's still a work in progress because okay. I, um, we're, we're we're visual guys man okay. we do a lot of visual shit you have so, to really okay. like watch it to understand like what we do what like what, what we're like what we're cracking the fuck up about or like why we're like talking about such a certain situation so I mean we're visual for now, but I am I am working on getting getting the audio. Or I, I am definitely trying to get the audio so that way I can publish it out to put put it out to the public for those of you who want to you know just listen to the Tune podcast up. on the way to work or you know, right. working out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely let you know that this. I'll tell you that the anchor app that, I'm, that that's the one that I'm doing my podcast on. Yeah, it works. I'm surprised how well this, this <laughs> app actually works. It's like. And I've been, I have this like probably my f- third or fourth episode so far. Yeah, I'm trying to get more guys. Trust me, it's just I gotta, I gotta a lot of schedules, different, different life, life, life happens, life just <laughs> you in the ass. But uh, I just got so far, I just got told uh, last week or a week and a half ago, it just got uh, picked up by Spotify okay. through that Anchor app station. Yeah. I guess they they go to these different. Um, uh, not apps, but the different streaming, streaming drones, and they, yeah, and, yeah, like and they they try to plug you in with them, and then you get a notification every time your podcast is uh, picked up. Cool. So cool. That's awesome. Facts. Oh, so if you if you if you, if you want to try out the anchor app, you know what I'm saying. Let them know. You know, uh, Philly talks hit you up. You know what I'm saying. Big, big right. <laughs> tell, them, tell them to go ahead and uh, you know throw me on and uh, for me. sure, of course, man. Nah, thank you for having me on. No. But we're, we're going to be out. Brother, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. I'll see you. And we are out. This was Philly Talks. All right, guys. So that was the UFC 226 recap. Me and Chris Six had a great conversation. I enjoyed it so much. I hope we could do it again. Hope he comes back on and we could talk some professional wrestling. Um... But definitely, I enjoyed it. Go follow his uh, Twitch podcast. Um, he he told you at the end of the podcast how to follow him. 
So I hope you guys, hopefully you guys show him some love. And hopefully I can get on his podcast one day, you know. Um, but I'm definitely I'm not sure who I'm going to have next on the podcast. I'm still trying to figure some things out. So, But if you know somebody who's doing something in Philly, you know, who's doing something, they want to get their, their brand out or their name out or something, you know, send them to me. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll do a podcast with them and try to get their name out there. You know what I'm saying? Philly support Philly. But that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Big Baby Steve, and you just listened to Philly Talks.